You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for July 14th, 2017. It's not safe for work. Coming to you live from the Midwest's largest distributor of quality, transparent people, it's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Hey, Blue Gal, you're looking awfully quality-driven and transparent today. <laughs> Are you proud of me? Yeah, I know. Every, everywhere I go, she's a quality person, quality person and very transparent. Very <laughs> transparent. transparency, mm-hmm. yeah. Because that's a word I learned. This is a this is a week when people mixed up a lot of words. They did. They uh, did. For example, Don Jr. mixed up the term incriminate with the term exonerate. <laughs> and that has caused a whole bunch of trouble. There's a lot of little news going on, but I think really we gotta start the show with uh, the fact that it's your birthday coming up. <laughs> on Sunday. And the fact Sunday. that we have a new air conditioner in our House, we were told when we put in our furnace, you know, you're going to need a new air conditioner, too. And we said, it's January. We're not going to get a new air conditioner in January. No. And they said, it'll be a better deal for you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're it going to try matter. to make the... Well, I went to the penny jars. At, yeah, uh, no. yeah. We're not going to double our cost at the in January for this. No. So, And then last Friday night, you know, at the one moment of the week when I am at my most exhausted... Mm-hmm. Uh, the air conditioner started making a whole lot of noise. There's a funny sound come up about outside. So, of course, and of course it was Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. cost, you know, extra to have a repairman come out on Saturday. And we needed a new one. We did. There was the, the uh, motor. It was 18 years old. So rest in peace. Apparently that's a good old age for an air conditioner. A carrier unit. So yeah. we don't have to order Mexico parts. Um, right. <laughs> and yeah. it was... Uh, uh, we put out the uh, uh, plate mm-hmm. at Facebook and Twitter, and people have responded. And there's still plenty of time, plenty of time to uh, cover the costs of our AC. the The first three numbers are, first of all, not to get into too many details, but no, no, it just it just happened. You know, we like, had we've oh. had work done in our basement, as you know, from the flood several years ago, yep. and we had a new drain put in and paid that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that meant we had new electrical on that side of the house and the new furnace and so forth. And so installation uh, was a little more complicated than <laughs> it might have been. And so things were a little more expensive than they might have been. And I just love that, you know, the four figures that we had to pay for the air conditioner start with 666. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a devil in our AC. And uh it's it's working. It's fine. Yes. And yes. uh yes. we will pay it off as yes, we you know, as we're able to do so. And we appreciate the help. I told everyone on Facebook that all I want for my birthday, I don't need any more yarn, I don't need any more clothes, I don't need perfume, I just need a little bit of money for my <laughs> to yeah. pay off the debt incurred from the air conditioner. That's it. Yeah. So I I wrapped it and hit it very very carefully. See? Yeah. See if you can guess what it is, Blue Gal. See if you can guess. <laughs> it's an air it's a, conditioner. It's a bag of cold air. Oh, yeah. Yay, thank yay. you. Just mm-hmm. what I wanted is air mm-hmm. conditioning in the summertime. Cause you... Yeah, it's it, it's an old house. We're in the Midwest. And, uh, you well, know, and this just... was, they, he said, you know, the installation date on your old one is 1999. So, 
There you go. And mysteriously, uh, after they installed the furnace, exactly six months to the day, it broke down. I'm suspicious. <laughs> you know, this is how conspiracy theories get born, really. Yeah. This is how they, well, and by the way, let me explain something to the three conservatives who listen to our show. The difference between if you paid, let's say you paid uh, 10 grand. We didn't pay that. But let's, let's say you paid 10 grand for a brand new air conditioning unit for your entire house. And you found out later that you could have gotten it for nine five. You feel a little bit ripped off, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Let's say you found out later that the that the air conditioner you bought belches fire and <laughs> and kills your pets and turns your children into zombies. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of those things is the Democratic Party, where mm-hmm. you're going to get most of what you they promised you. You might feel a little cheated here and there, like ah shit, this is not what I ordered. This is just what was on 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 stock. It isn't perfect. The other one is a actual monstrously evil contraption you have put in your own home that is wrecking your family and destroying your neighborhood. If you can't tell the difference between those two, then you really shouldn't be making political judgments. You should be doing other things. You should be having barbecues. You should be teaching swim class. You're probably very good at uh, softball coaching or whatever. But you really, really shouldn't be expressing your opinions about politics and you really, really shouldn't be – uh, voting in mm-hmm. any way, uh, exercising any – because you don't know what you're doing. You really have no idea what you're doing. Uh, this goes out not to, just to our conservative friends, but all those purity angels who are like, I wonder how Trump got into – isn't it a shame how bad Donald Trump is? I, I wonder how this happened. And we're not going to go into that very much. That was a, This is a week of forgiveness and atonement now that we have cool air in the house. Well, and uh, one of my Facebook friends, uh, a Mr. Jenkins huh? – uh, actually had a long post on Facebook about that exact topic. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's a very long post and it makes a lot of the same points you just did. But uh, to sum it up, as I did on Twitter, criticizing the Democratic Party is like criticizing a single parent with four kids. They are a mess because the other parent is a fucking deadbeat. <laughs> That's perfect. That's, and yeah, and then he goes yeah. on to say, you know, one party wants to wreck the place, mm-hmm. and the other party has lots of problems that we can detail and we can criticize. And oftentimes it's a family fight. Some sometimes it's not a family fight, or sometimes so, some of the family members think that they're better than everybody else in the family, and they decide to leave with their chin in the air. But we need each other. Mm-hmm. And we can, as I replied to him, you know, we could do a lot for the Democratic Party by overturning uh, Citizens United. Yeah. By making uh, the gerrymandering and voter suppression issues a big priority for our party to fix. Absolutely. Uh, And those are things, as as I've said before, uh, that we can unite with Republicans' boots on the ground. It's like building sidewalks. If so boots on the ground, Republicans who are who are not crazy mm-hmm. uh, don't like Citizens United. No. Chris Hayes has mentioned this several times. They don't like billionaires owning no. politicians. No. That's one reason they voted for Trump was they thought he wouldn't be bought. Yeah, that's one of out, many reasons. You know. <laughs> uh, anyway, we need to get on to Don Jr. Yeah. Him, him deciding, you know, the best thing to do is be transparent. So um, one thing I want to bring up right away, and this is just some, I'm going to get him a little soapbox to talk okay. to my people on the left. 
I'm going to, I'm going to just lean back and, and enjoy right. it. And just going to get on my little soapbox for a minute, folks, and say that Don Jr. and anyone else in the Trump administration uh, who is um, charged with anything mm-hmm. uh, deserves a defense attorney. Yep. Deserves the best, uh, most vibrant defense that they can possibly have. Uh, they deserve good legal representation. Yes. And uh, we should not disparage anyone representing them for anyone else that that attorney has represented. In other words, don't point to Don Jr.'s attorney and say, he's represented someone else who's bad, or he's I- represented someone else who's not, who's a mobster. When his attorney says, who, as apparently, uh, Donald Trump Sr.'s attorney today said, watch your back, bitch, to someone in email. You know, that's news, and that's yeah. worthy of discussion because yes. he is acting as Trump's attorney. Mm-hmm. Then you then you can call him out. Yes. But uh, my ex-husband wrote a biography of William Kunstler, who was a good liberal lawyer who represented uh-huh. a lot of people who couldn't afford good legal representation. Uh, and he did a lot of pro bono work, but he also represented John Gotti. Yes, he did. And I think I've told this story before. It's in the book. That's Um, where he got his funding. He got his funding from working for rich New Yorkers and some mobsters as as a defense attorney. And uh, he apparently was at some Italian restaurant with uh, Gotti and his friends, and uh, people were giving toasts. And uh, <laughs> Bill Kunstler apparently raised his glass. He was given an opportunity, and he didn't know what to say, so he just raised his glass and said, here's to crime. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently you could hear a pin drop. Uh-huh. Uh, but afterwards, he was told everyone cracked up. That, yeah, I, I, see, oh, my God, my attorney just said, here's to crime. Can yeah. you believe that guy? You know, that's that's uh, that's. That's hanging out on the edge there, just that praying is, the room goes is. with Bill you. Bill yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, uh, but but that's be... my point: is everyone, including the pro bono work that Kunstler did yeah. and the Gotti type clients that Kunstler represented, this is America, and we on the left. I'm speaking here as you know, card carrying member of the ACLU. Literally, yeah. we believe. That undocumented immigrants deserve legal representation. Absolutely. And we believe that Donald Trump Jr. deserves legal representation. Everyone in between deserves and everyone the best in between. lawyer they can they can they can lay their hands right. on. Right. And and it's it's patently unfair that mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the public defenders offices around across the country are incredibly underfunded and overloaded with work. Yep. And uh, you know, that is a big part of the problem with the criminal justice system and why we have mass incarceration and et cetera, et cetera. And I could go off on that tangent for a long time. But, everyone but don't deserves... say Don, you know, Don Jr.'s lawyer worked for someone else. Yeah. Well, he's a lawyer. That's his job, yeah. <laughs> you know, is to represent people. And some of the people you represent as an attorney are bad people. Uh-huh. They deserve bad people deserve lawyers, too. They sure do. So. Because because this is the United States of America and we have civil liberties in this country. Mm-hmm. Defend that. 
And well, and and the the proper answer, I, I'm stealing it from somewhere. The proper answer to when you're called the card carrying member of the ACLU is to take out your ACLU card and say, "Of course I am. Why aren't you?" Yeah. Well, that's from uh, that, the American president, actually. Okay. Because, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. David Mamet. No. <laughs> no, David Mamet did not write no, the American write president. That. But um, it, it was the guy that did the West Wing. Yes. Whose name I forget. Anyway. Francis Ford Coppola. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, speaking of Gotti and Godfathers and lawyers and so forth. No, everyone deserves legal representation. Everyone deserves the best legal representation. And we as taxpayers are supposed to pay for that, just like we're supposed right. to pay for schools and we're supposed to pay for roads and we're supposed to pay for bridges and we're supposed to pay for insurance for everyone. And if you get kicked out of a job and can't find another, we pay for unemployment and we pay for all that shit because that is the price of civilization. If you don't Aaron like Aaron Sorkin, thank you, yeah. Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here forgetting Eric and Sorkin's name. I knew there'd be a quiz. I thought it'd be math, frankly. So mm -hmm. I studied really hard on the numbers and forgot all the names. Um, speaking, you, you know what generation Aaron Sorkin's in, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. He was born in 1961. Yes, he's right. one of my people, just, just like us. Okay. Now, um, uh, now that we've given Don Jr. read him his his Manafort Miranda Act <laughs> rights. Manafort Miranda Act. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have the right to remain an idiot. Anything you say can and will appear on Twitter. Right, because uh, you put it there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's get on to the part where uh, President Stupid mm – -hmm. first of all, I, I assume at this point we don't need to tell everyone what's going on with Donnie Jr. Okay, Maybe right. we do. No, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe 20 years from now people are going to go, what the hell are they talking about? This was the week when Don Trump Jr. decided he would be clever and just spill the fucking beans on everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, put all his emails or a lot of his emails out on Twitter, most of which imply the existence of other emails because the way that, right. that the, res the responses are, are worded or the way that the replies are worded uh, and made very, makes very clear that, that Manafort and President Jared and Donnie uh, were colluding with the Russians Oh, all there was along. definitely a conspiracy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And, and, that... uh, and they, were, they thought it was a great idea to work with the Russians. Sure. Uh, to get dirt on Hillary, and they were more than willing to meet with them at their convenience because mm -hmm. the time of the meeting changes, and no one, Donnie doesn't say to anyone, "Can you make it?" And this this so, last week yeah. is like living through the Tea Party thing mm -hmm. in in uh, on on hyperspeed, yeah, yeah, on fast forward exactly because watching them watching the Republicans go from George Bush is the greatest president who ever lived. How what what sort of traitor are you for not loving George Bush and, and agreeing with everything he says? To I never heard of George Bush. Why do you keep calling me Republican? I'm an independent. I'm a Tea Partier. And watching them do that right in front of you um, mm -hmm. was just appalling and fascinating and and hilarious and tragic. But. The entire Republican Party, the, certainly the base of the party, has gone through that transformation in like two days. Well, they have a, have not abandoned Trump. No, they've gone from there is no collusion. This is nothing. It's not even there. Fuck you. It's irrelevant to Obama did worse. Kennedy did worse. Hillary did worse. Right. And anyway, collusion right. is fine. It's perfectly OK. You, they saved us from Hillary. And anyway, it's o not illegal. Obama and trapped Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. They went from. They went from one position to the diametrically opposite position mm -hmm. over the course of 48 hours as a group. That's how brainwashed the meatheads on the right are. That's how desperate they are never to admit that they're wrong, never to admit they've been conned, never to admit liberals were right. They would rather tear their own heads off. They'd rather see the country burn mm -hmm. than ever have to admit, holy fuck, liberals are right about this too. 
And the and committee vote today to take away Jared Kushner's security clearance in the House uh, went on a party line vote. Of course it did. So they are complicit in this. Oh, every every person who voted R is complicit yeah. in this. Yeah. Every person yeah. who decided, you know what? Jill Stein looks pretty cute. I think I'll throw her my vote. Is complete. Everyone who didn't yeah. vote for the one candidate who could have stopped this nightmare from unfolding or who's sitting there going, well, you know, she probably would have been just as bad. You're complicit. This is you. This is on you. And if it's the well, last... And let's not forget, uh, Jamie over at Crooks and Liars reminded us all this morning on email that they were ready to impeach Hillary. Oh, yeah. The day she was inaugurated. Yeah, Jason Chaffetz said so, he had hearings lined up from, from now until doomsday. Yeah, uh, yeah. But suddenly, again, we don't need any more government oversight because a guy with an R after his name, a con man, a lying racist con man traitor is elected. And now, and I can't, if you weren't there, if you were there, this is all sounding really familiar. But I can't tell you how eerie this is. Mm-hmm. Because every time the the... Occupant of the White House changes parties. The Republican Party has done this for the last 30 years. Every time they jettison everything they just said they believed in for eight fucking Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. overnight. Including really personal things like my personal economy. How is your bank account doing? The day after Donald Trump gets inaugurated, everything's great. Everything's great. Before that, uh, Obama's ruining America. Yeah, and, 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 re- and, I, and is a disaster, and my taxes are too high, and I'm not making enough money. And the, and the and difference between us, fine. these yeah. people in North Korea, is they do it to themselves. Every day they get up, they turn on hate radio, they turn on Sean Hannity, and they beg them to lie to them. Yep. And that's how they get through day after day. And that's what they've turned into. They have turned into this mindless, they've done it to themselves. And the, the, mm-hmm. the only part that is kind of hilarious is watching the people that enabled them that mm-hmm. deflected for them, that apologized for them, that told the that said liberals are just as bad for 20 fucking years, slowly going, holy shit, where did all these people come from? Watching them slowly dawn on them that the poor, broke-ass, dumb-ass, traitorous liberals really were right about mm-hmm. everything all along, and they can't admit it either. But the look of horror on the face of Matthew Dowd and people like that as, oh, my God, they really are a mob of mindless, mm-hmm. uh, reprogrammable meatheads mm-hmm. is true. And and this is – I want to make a larger point, and then we'll zip right through uh, a bunch of our list because there's an awful lot that happened this week. The part that I wanted to home in on because it directly relates to the, to the political party that he now leads Joe is, Scarborough? Oh, wait. Uh, no. <laughs> Oh, the independent party, the, the newly independent Joe C. Now you're just, now you're just sidetracking me there. <laughs> and it's very effective. You just put a penny on the railroad track and I, I go did. right down that side. <laughs> no, it's, it's the idea that Donald Trump said there's nothing wrong with this right. after denying it ever happened because anyone would take that meeting. Anyone right. would take that meeting. And But you just said you've been saying for six months that there was no meeting. Right. And before that, you were saying Hillary's corrupt, Hillary's monster, Hillary, blah, 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 blah. But why? Well, here's the thing. And this is this is where the base of the GOP, the management of the GOP and Donald Trump are all conjoined by this one really important uh, fact. And there's a lot more. But this this one's really important. It is that they all have been told a billion times by Rush Limbaugh and John Hannity and Mark Levin and Laura Ingram and all the liars on the right, all the demagogues on the right, all the monsters going back to Richard Mellonscape, going back to Nixon, that the federal government is a vast, scary, corrupt, liberal conspiracy 
to mm-hmm. rob them of their freedom, destroy their lives, loot them of their treasures and give them away to undeserving people because liberals hate America. I think that's more of a Reagan thing than a Nixon thing. Oh, yeah. But you're well, right. Yeah. Well, Nixon. Yeah. Nixon. Nixon was tried to govern. But Nixon did turn Agnew on the press. Yes, he did. Blame the press, the nattering nabobs of negativism. So this goes way, way, way back. These people have been suckling at the teat of hating, hating their federal government, hating our form of government, hating elected government for 30 fucking years. So they believe, they really believe that, that, that compassion is a joke, that compromise is treason because liberals are monsters, that everyone in government is a criminal. Everyone is a backstabbing, looting scumbag. There's no such thing as public service. There's no such thing as wanting to work for the good of your country. That's all just lies that these criminals tell you so they can rip you off. And there's 60 plus million monsters out there who all believe this. Believe it like they believe their Bible. And Donald Trump believes while it too. While they're collecting Social Security and Medicaid and Medicare. Right. right. But right. but that's that's okay because that's for them. Right. But liberals want to – every regulation is slavery. Every tax that doesn't go directly back into their pockets is 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 plunder. Theft, yes. And yes. they really believe – they really, really – they're not making this up. They really believe this shit right down to their shoe tops. And they believe it because they've been eating out of the same toxic dumpster as Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So Donald Trump comes along and and says and just lies to him. Says, "Sure, you can have this, you can have that, you can have whatever you want. I'm going to make it all magically happen." And that's what they've been told can happen if only the evil government were swept out of the way. So of course you can bring coal jobs back. I'll just wave my magic wand to make the government stop killing coal jobs. And of course you can have free health care. Why health care is the easiest fucking thing in the world. And of course we're going to solve North Korea. I'll negotiate with the Chinese. They'll give it to us. One, two, three. And that's because Donald Trump has been eating out of the same dumpster that the lowest, dumbest motherfucker in the GOP has been eating out. They've all been been gobbling up this Breitbart slop for decades. And that's exactly why the Trump base voter in the primaries Mm -hmm. continually said, Donald Trump says what I'm thinking. Because he does. Because he does. (laughs) Donald Trump gets into government. What does he think? Honestly, what does he think? He thinks everyone here is corrupt. Everyone here is on the take. On the take, there are no rules, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right. If I if I want to go, if if I want to turn, I'll go clean out the Washington D.C. hotel with my sure. name on it. I can do take that. Take the money and pocket it. Everyone going to pocket correct. my salary, even though I agreed I'd donate it. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Oh wait, I have to do that. Okay, well then let's make a game show out of it. And then you all know, the way up to fine. Yeah. Of course, if I you know climb into bed with. Vladimir Putin to screw Hillary out of out of the presidency. So what? Everyone does it, right? This yeah, is something yeah. everybody does. And and to their horror, even Republicans who are perfectly willing to play on the ignorance and paranoia of the of their voters to mm-hmm. get votes, but actually at some level, some of them actually know how government works. Like, no, that isn't how it works. That isn't how any of this works. Mm-hmm. But you've been telling every fucking meathead in this country for 30 years that that is exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. And you've been profiting by making them angrier and dumber and more heavily armed and more heavily paranoid every election cycle. So along comes Donald Trump, who simply repeats back to them what you've been telling them with exclamation points and in little words. And he gets into the White House and he truly believes that now I'm a king. Hey, you let Barack Obama get away with murder. He wasn't even a fucking right. citizen. I and, can do whatever and, I want. And I've seen this on Twitter and I'm sure everyone else has too. this. Well, no one, no one investigated Barack Ever. Obama for anything. Ever. Never investigated. Wow. No president. Well, actually, <laughs> uh, if I'm going to skip ahead in our notes, 
Donald Trump has claimed that he has done more in five months than practically any president in history. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just that's that, – but that's the flip side of the same coin. You can right. tell these meatheads anything, yeah. anything. And as long as you have an R after your name and you're willing to say that the, the Negroes and the Poors and the French and the Chinese and the liberals are behind the thing I'm trying to save you from, they will run off a cliff with a grenade in both hands, screaming your name all the way to the bottom. And when it finally figures out that they're going to hit bottom and die, they'll curse liberals because somehow it's Barack Obama's fault. And that's what you're dealing with. And, and we really, really – I'm talking to you, Chris Hayes. I'm talking to you, Chuck Schumer. I'm talking to people who, who are still bemused and, and bum-fuzzled. Can you believe it? it, it I, how are these people behaving this way? They behave mm -hmm. this way because they've been, they've been programmed to behave this way. This is who they are. They're not faking it. And you know what? Every time Chris Hayes puts Charlie Dent, good old Republican Charlie Dent, on his show and lets him lie about the Affordable yep. Care Act, and Charlie Dent knows he's lying, and Chris Hayes knows he's lying, and I know he's lying, but we'll let him do it anyway. You reinforce ever so slightly the fact that we're just going to let them get away with lying. And once you've decided that it's too much trouble to call people out in their lives, and it's too much trouble not to book them on your show anymore once they've, once they've proven to be liars, you, like Chuck Todd, have become complicit in the nightmare that you're now wondering, where the hell did this thing come from? Right. Now I'm going to step off my soapbox because we're going to talk about health care. <laughs> and, you know, this new improved health care bill. A yeah. couple things about this. Uh, first of all, um, it's not improved. Oh, it's not <laughs> And it's not, it's not improved. Um, not only does it uh, still have the uh, – it actually has a worse cap on Medicaid spending per capita than the previous version – uh, it requires the states to pony up $16 billion each mm -hmm. in order to participate in the um, high-risk pool that this plan sets up, mm -hmm. uh, which means, as I said on Twitter, it uh, it has reached fart-in-a-car popularity among the nation's governors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is um, just terrible. And one of the things that I, I really love about this, quote, new and improved thing is the um, CEO score, the CBO score, excuse me, mm -hmm. the avoidance of the CBO score, because they're in a hurry and yep. the CBO takes too long. Yep. So the Ted Cruz amendment, they're going to use an alternative score. Oh, what kind of score will they use? Um, well, they're going to use an alternative score. Apparently, it's going to come from Health and Human Services, which oh. means... <laughs> Who runs Health and Human Services again? Uh, Tom Price. Oh, yeah. But, you oh, know, Tom yeah. Price Tom Price also um, appointed the CBO chair. So it's sort of odd that they would ask Tom Price to score this. But apparently, Tom Price is going to pull a wonderful number out of his butthole well, they're gonna and use... give it to... Get, give it to his buddy Mitch McConnell, and that's going to be the number. Would you like to wager, Blue Gal, uh, yes. a nice dinner for your birthday? Mm -hmm. and either way you yeah. win, so you can take me yeah. up. It's bad. Right. Um, that Tom Price will use. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I'm just hearing about this for the first time now. Mm -hmm. um, just like Donald Trump. I'm not making that up. This is for real. I know. Alternative no, scoring is not. I'm, that's, 
what they're no, no. calling it. I'm yeah. guessing that it will, it will turn out to be some variation of the of the mark to marketing dynamic scoring yeah. that that drove Enron out of business. Well, and the dynamic scoring that Steve Mnuchin is going to use for the tax cut. It is exactly the same thing. We're going to it's, book all future assume, savings that right. might accrue from this for the next 50 years today and, and call we're assume, we are going to assume that all baby boomers have million dollar homes to sell to pay for their nursing sure. home care sure. so that we don't have to pay for it. Yeah. And, and, and they yeah. need to rush it through because if anybody looks under the hood again, and they will again. Which everyone is. Yeah. Yes. But they this, care about this. Yeah. This is, this is the point. This is the point at which you actually need a free press to stand yeah. up and say the Republican party is killing this country. It's not both. It's one side. Mitch McConnell is a despicable an human evil being person. Yeah. Who is tr- and, and Paul Ryan is a despicable scumbag. And they're trying to rip out the heart of health care for millions of poor people to give rich people a tax cut, period, yeah. full stop. And we're not going to have any discussion on this network about this plan unless you agree that's the plan. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. now we'll talk about tactics. How is Mitch McConnell going to convince, oh, yeah, they're morons. How is he going to yep. convince the party that yep. this is a good thing when it's about to screw them? That's well, the only there, conversation there are two we things. That, I'm glad you brought that up because that's sort of where I wanted to go next because, you know, we've now talked – everyone listening to this hopefully agrees that this bill is terrible. Yeah. And they're, they are really close to losing three votes already. Susan Collins has, has said no. Uh, Rob Portman has said no. So that's a no that we didn't have before. Right. Um, and I, I wanted to talk about that election business, the election of 18. And mm-hmm. uh, the fact that Susan Collins went home for the July 4th recess and actually appeared in parades. The one thing that gets people not angry at you when you go home <laughs> as a senator yeah. is saying, I'm not going to vote for this. Yes. And Susan Collins said, uh, you know, I went home and there was only one issue people wanted to talk about. And usually they want to talk about multiple issues. They want right. to talk about, you know, the bridge that's going to be built in, in our state or sure. something or other. They all wanted to talk about the health care bill. That's all they wanted to talk about because it affects you very yeah. intimately. Everybody very Everybody intimately. very intimately. And, you know, this this West Virginia, someone's on, on MSNBC last night pointed out that 40% of West Virginians are on Medicaid. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and to be fair. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, under the Cruz Amendment, they can buy all the crap insurance that won't pay, their, pay <laughs> anything pay, pay all anything. they want. No, that's you can, it. You that's can spend it. a nickel and buy, you know, out of a gumball machine. You can buy right. insurance for the day. It won't pay for anything. But Ted Cruz and uh, wants you to have the freedom. It's freedom and savings, and you're going to have both of those things. You'll have the freedom to buy crap. You know, it's the it's the talking mounted fish of health insurance yeah. that you're free to buy. Uh, but I want to get back to this election thing. Billy Bass. It is really important. Yes, <laughs> Billy Bass. It is really important to um, appreciate legislators who respond. Exactly. Regardless of party. Good who customers. Respond. Yeah. Good customer service requires... Thank you notes and thank you for your and and the fact Susan Collins went back and I really think it's significant that when she came back to Congress she said to her colleagues I had people shaking my hand during the parade and saying thank you and saying how much they appreciated my courage and that I should stay strong and and 
that compared to I had to avoid, I, I think we forget sometimes, and, and this is something Barack Obama didn't forget because he was a senator and he was in the state house. These guys, this is their job and the quality of their work life matters. Mm -hmm. And when I remember when Barack Obama talked about how if we change campaign finance law, uh, you guys won't have to sit in that smelly room and fundraise right. four afternoons a week. Right. And you could hear a pin drop when he said that to Congress because they all hate doing that. Yes. It's it's backbreaking, humiliating, mm -hmm. stinky, awful work. Mm -hmm. And you have this fundraiser behind you telling you to end the call. Mm -hmm. You know, because you got another one to make. You got another one to make. You got to get in there, get the money, and get out. And that's your job. Mm -hmm. So. Susan Collins coming back from her break and saying, no, this was really nice. They like me because I voted this way. Oh, my God. That Remember had, back I'm in sure the day? that had an impact on huh? uh, Rob Portman in Ohio. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it did. And then the other, the other flip side of that is you mentioned Paul Ryan. I did. And I keep thinking about how Democratic House candidates, many of whom are veterans, by the way, uh -huh. uh, these days, women and veterans are running for House seats on the Democratic side. And that is so fantastic. Um, but pointing out on an ad without mentioning Trump once that your Republic, your current Republican congressman is a puppet, not to Putin, not to Trump, no. but to Paul Ryan. Yep, yep. We sit here in our Democratic bubble criticizing other Democrats and doing the whole, you know, <laughs> Corrupt duopoly. If only and they would get the, single payer. If only oh they would God. be 100% behind. Right. You know, the the uh, it, it really is sad. But we forget how much uh, Rush Limbaugh Republicans hate Paul Ryan. Yes, they really do. They really and there, there, there isn't this month. They're, they're very loyal. Yes, Republican voters are very loyal to their lies and right. don't want to admit they're wrong. You, know, you were talking about someone on Twitter who was just... Insane. I don't want to get into the long story, no. but someone else said to them, and they were just digging themselves this huge hole. It, it's it, okay to say you're wrong. Yes. It's okay to say I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I, I, and we'll we'll just forget the whole thing. We're yeah. not going to come and to your it's house. It's okay. You're allowed to make throw a mistake. Dog poop on you. No. This you know, this, just, this was a perfect. I, I'll take thirty seconds. No more than that. It was a perfect wingnut circle. Uh, yeah. A person comes on Twitter, uh, gets into an argument over the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> cites cites the this uh, uh, charity um, watch not, not charity, charity watch. navigator charity, charity navigator charity, charity yeah. navigator says that they're on their watch list and they can't be trusted uh, says Willis who the fuck is Willis it's a it's a clip piece of clip art it's a clip on Twitter so you can't really look it up I look it up well it's a Fox News report about yeah. them so we're talking about a secondary source so fox news is saying that charity navigator says the clinton foundation is on a watch list because of all the bad press they've been getting from fox news yeah and that that they, they don't want any part of this controversy so they're just going to back away from it put them on a watch list and check it out themselves a year later they're back on four stars clinton foundation is great clinton foundation is awesome clinton foundation is wonderful we're, we're, yeah. it's it's quite in line they're doing good work so a year later, Charity Navigator has simply undone what it did. What it did in the first place was due to bad publicity, not because of bad accounting or because of corruption. So I helpfully clipped the art from that thing. The gentleman who was also there puts a link out there. says, this is what Charity Navigator says. And this woman won't fucking let it go. Yeah. And, no. and, and we're like, but – and at the end of the argument, it was all – 
this looks like all you can do is quote charity navigator (laughs) are you fuck you're that you're that stupid you don't remember that literally 10 minutes ago that was your source for your big paranoid conspiracy theory i just showed you the link to the thing that makes your thing look stupid and you still won't fucking let it go and that's when the guy who I believe he was an anger management person, he had a yeah. very credential, said, Look, it's okay to be wrong. You yeah. can admit it was I'm not gonna bust your chops. It's but she but she's a Republican, she's a conservative, she's a Trumpkin. She can't admit she was wrong. Well, and she was self appointed as guardian of the truth on right. the internet too. I mean her her bio was I provide facts, people, yes. you know, that kind of thing. So but and took, all of her facts were from Daily Caller. But it took 10, <laughs> it, it took 10 minutes, yeah. not just for, for us to go out and find the original source and saying, but you're just wrong. But for her to literally forget that that was the source she cited to make her argument in the first place. And and so her her reality just exploded underneath her. But her indignation and her self-righteousness just sailed on completely untouched and unperturbed, knowing that she and, and I know today Somewhere in her little heart, she believes she got them liberals. I got them. I showed well, her. Well, and and this is the this is the thing that is the uh, hallmark mm-hmm. of the right in terms of it. You know, it's it's a cult and a religion, which is they're not interested in truth as much as certainty. Right. Right. And so I'm going to be certain in my quote unquote facts. Because they are told to me with such certainty by Sean Hannity, mm-hmm. and I'm safe in that. Mm-hmm. And this pursuit of safety is so interesting to me. I was reading an article yesterday about how um, people who have moved more than 100 miles away from where they were born mm-hmm. are multiple, multiple times more likely to have voted for Hillary Clinton uh, of course they than are. people who li- still live 100 miles or less mm-hmm. from where they were born. Mm-hmm. And the article was saying, look, there are people who uh, job markets became difficult or they had educational opportunities or they just went away. You they know, traveled. They moved away from their parents. They traveled. They, right. And they decided... You know, I'm going to go off and pursue my life Uh and take risks and do something different. Uh And from what my hometown expects of me Mm -hmm. uh, or what my hometown has to offer. And that doesn't mean necessarily a rejection of your hometown. It means you're going to go off in a in a courageous way and look for more opportunities. Mm -hmm. And and the point of this article was if you have within yourself enough courage to say I have the capacity to live in a different goldfish bowl than the yep. one I was born in. Yep. I'll jump into the next bowl and I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that quality leads to all kinds of other behaviors, including political behaviors. Yep. Whereas the my safety is to stay with my family. Now, look, some of this isn't wrong. The, the support network of your family, your church, your hometown, the people you know, is priceless. That can that can be a cushion against yep. economic downturn. That can be a cushion against loneliness. That can mm-hmm. be a cushion against unemployment for some people. But sometimes staying where you are, you know, people people were talking about coal country. It's like why didn't they all move to North Dakota and become fracking? Yeah. people, right? Yeah, because that isn't in the cosmetic makeup. Of the mentality that says, no, I belong to this tribe, Appalachia. I belong right. to this valley. This valley is where I belong. Mm-hmm. So the, the sense of safety and certainty and, and again, I'm not 
criticizing people that stay close to home or stay no. with their parents or stay where they belong. But the mentality of I need to be certain all the time mm-hmm. that I'm right where I belong. Mm-hmm. And if you if you pull me from that, right. uh, I can't admit that that might be better or that might, that 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 that's OK. And can I can um, I play Bible it, bitch for a second? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that zealots flaw, which is who's stronger, you or your God? Right. Well, God is. Well, then you need that. It doesn't need you. Mm-hmm. If you know mm-hmm. you, if mm-hmm. your if your belief is strong enough, if your morals are fibrous enough, you can go a hundred miles from your home and still be a good person. Right. You can survive out there, and you might get a sense that there's a wider world out there. What you're doing, if you're doing, if you're if you're doing this because of circumstances or family or whatever, that's fine. Or just because you like it, that's fine. But if you're hiding out from the wider world, right. if you're so desperately right. afraid of anyone who's not like you, anyone who doesn't look like and smell like you and is related to you and, and you went to high school with them and your parents went to their parents' high school, um, same church, same Bible, same sermon, then that's a problem mm-hmm. because that's not the world as it is. That's the little bunker in which you live. And the only voice that trickles in is is probably your pastor and Sean Hannity. Mm-hmm. And, that's mm-hmm. a, and little pockets of those people, tens of millions of them all over the country are what make up this Vast, ignorant army. And I, I I totally understand. And I really do believe that one of the best things that churches do, for example, are, is go on mission trips. Yeah, yeah. To other countries to show people there's an entirely different culture out there, an entirely different language, people with needs that make your needs look like nothing. Mm-hmm. Air conditioning, air conditioning, they have no plumbing. They have no fresh yeah, water. Right. And you learn. And you come back and hopefully you, you bring that wider world back with you wherever you go. Well, and if, you're, if your purpose in... I mean, you say mission trip, and you and I talk about mission trips, and we need we need to be really clear with our language on that because uh-huh. some missionaries are there to convert the yes. savages, exactly. and that's not what we're that's, talking no, about. No, 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 you're right. Uh, that's right. Our our church tradition is you are here on this planet to make the world a better place, mm-hmm. and therefore your mission trip is to go and build a well and build a you know, and yes, you get to do your own United Methodist Church thing. And if other people want to come, fine. But it's the purpose of this is not to convert the heathen. No, it's you to know, build that's a house. not what it is. It's exactly. to build a house. And so mi- the mission that people do uh, includes building Habitat for Humanity homes in local communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in Springfield, we build Habitat for Humanity homes for handicapped people. Uh, there is, um, I was reading about one church that I just love this idea went and uh, offered all of their neighbors within a two-block radius that they would come, their their men's group would come and make sure all your smoke detectors were working. And if yeah. you didn't have them, the church would give you smoke detectors for your house. Mm-hmm. And the thought was, we want fire safety for our neighborhood. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, you're in an adult church building. It's great for a two-block radius to know that everybody has a smoke detector in their house, right? Of course, they don't tell you that smoke detector <laughs> at night whispers Leviticus verses <laughs> as you sleep. And you suddenly wake up it's and like want to— It's like a microwave uh, recording you at Kellyanne Conway's yeah, house, right? You wake up and you think, you know, I sh- my brother shouldn't be allowed to plant different crops side by side. <laughs> I don't know why I believe that now, but suddenly I do. No, it's simply—it's it's being a good member of the community— and, and, no, those smoke detectors have chemtrails in them, Driftglass. And to be very clear, 
we don't care what cloth you wear or none at yeah. all. Yeah. If you're right. for clean air, clean water, safe neighborhoods, good schools, feeding everybody, good health care for everyone, education for everyone, then you're on our team. Right. And if you don't want and those things, And if you're things, an atheist, you're God loves you best. Yeah. Right. Anyway, moving uh, on to people that got no, but I, but but that idea of the smoke detector was was a selfish interest for the church in part, and and in part an opportunity to uh, not. It wasn't about inviting people to come to church. Mm-hmm. It was about letting the people know we have nice uh, older men in our church who will come put a smoke detector. Now you know somebody yeah at our church that you can call yeah about your smoke detector about anything. They might you know, know how to pound the connection. nail. They might know how right. to put in a light socket. And you might see them at the grocery store, and you, then you can say hi. Now you know, you've seen them at the grocery store. Yeah. Exactly. That's and all, the church it is. isn't this stranger. Right. The membership has a human face, and that's really important. So, uh, you know, our our church does um, opens their building. I know we've talked about this before, but we, this came up because it was on the calendar. Uh all the testing that, and this is not, this is separation of church and state endorsed, by the way. Mm-hmm. We allow our classrooms, our Sunday school classrooms, to be used for screening children, three year olds, for autism. Yes. By the school district. And it's a, you know, little kid's room with little tables that a little kid can come in and feel like the, you know, the drawings on the wall and the chalkboard is there and everything. It's a little classroom. Mm -hmm. And these Sunday school rooms are used by the school district. You bring your kid in to get uh, language delays if you're you're concerned about their development. And they do this three times a year so that they can screen you for early intervention. And it's... It's a great way to let people who will never walk into that church building mm-hmm. come in and get help. And at least say, from we're not your yeah. enemy and we're not strangers. No, exactly. We, exactly. we are members of the community and we would like but, to help but we're, where we we're can. We're getting a little off topic here, but I, yes. I did want to say that about, you know, Paul Ryan. <laughs> if you, you don't have to mention Trump or health care or anything if you say Rodney Davis really is a puppet of Paul Ryan. Yes, he is. You mean devout? And, Devout Catholic <laughs> Paul Ryan who believes in helping the poor as long as it doesn't cost us anything. That right. Paul Ryan? Yeah. That Paul Ryan. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, speaking of the most more, uh, more religion than now, uh, yeah. Jefferson Beauregard redacted Sessions <laughs> uh, thinks he doesn't have to answer your goddamn questions about Russia, especially if you're a Democrat. Well, that's the thing. And if this is, it's no wonder that Jason Chaffetz quit and yeah. went to work for Fox, yeah. because apparently this is the standard now. If yeah. You don't have to answer questions from the opposite party. Right. Ever. Uh, zero oversight from the other party right. for any administration official, according to the head of law enforcement for the federal government, right. Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions says, fuck you. I don't have to answer your questions if you're a Democrat. And even if I will answer your questions, I'm going to submit that my form that I clearly lied on and should be in prison for. I certainly shouldn't be attorney general because I lied under oath to Congress multiple times. Right. But you know what? The form, I'm going to redact everything. Fuck you. And, I'm not going to tell you. his staff literally said his privacy yeah. was at risk. His privacy was at risk. And you know. and this is the thing. I understand that uh, Jeff Sessions as a senator met with foreign dignitaries as a senator and that that is not connected to his job as attorney general. But and that perhaps some of those meetings would have classified information in them sure. because he was head of the Judiciary Committee. So perhaps it would be the some of the content of that meeting would be classified yeah. and you wouldn't want to leak that. And that's totally understandable. But who you met with 
is public. It is. And who you met with is the property of the United States citizenry. And the fact so, that you met with it and lied about it under oath. And and now tell us that it's your right to privacy that's being violated yeah. by citizens asking for that information mm-hmm. is bullshit. Yeah, but you're the, you're the top cop. Again, like, right. as yeah. in Batman, you know, in a town this bent, who would I rat to anyway? Right, you know? right, right. And speaking of people who have had to adjust their story five or six hundred times. A <laughs> hundred times. Uh, President Jared. I really do want to know how many different times he had to scratch out and redo uh, that scary federal disclosure form that they can lock you up for five years for lying on that you never lie on that Jefferson Beauregard Sessions, of course, lied on because he's a lying sack of shit. But Jared, well, his attorneys, his attorneys uh, turned it upside down. I mean, his attorney said, now, you're going to tell them everything now, now so now. that when you go before a congressional committee on television yes. and look real good. And have your pretty blonde wife sitting behind you, just like John everything. Dean did, right? Every team. I've told every team. You, it's old news. Yeah, no, it's not old news because you lied about it once, then you lied about it twice, and you probably lied about it three times because he's had to adjust the same goddamn form. I mean, at this point, it's erased through. You know, you've made a hole in it, in that test answer. They had to give him a new form. But, I'm making but that up. It, it, I think Charlie Pierce is right. This is House Jared yes. looking for blood in terms of the Don Jr. thing because it is Jared's attorneys in their doc prep Uh that found these emails and the New York Times has them all of a sudden and therefore Don Jr. decides to release them an hour ahead of time. Well, Don Jr. So... And now Jared... Everything, and the New York Times has an editorial today about all roads lead to Jared. President President Jared, honey. Oh, I'm sorry, President Jared, who... Oh, isn't he going to reorganize government? And the Middle East. Oh. And bring peace to our land. Uh Uh-huh. And he's got like 20 other duties that escape me at the moment. But this is how old I am. Wasn't I, he going to solve the opioid crisis? He too? was, yes. I, I, I okay. guess making heroin legal. I don't. <laughs> I assume he's got he's got poppy farms somewhere that'll make him a tidy profit because that's just. Well, how... you know where he is right now. Oh. He's in Sun Valley. <laughs> he's, he's literally at a ski resort with his wife. Lovely place to grow poppy. Lovely place. <laughs> and I just want to remind everyone that uh, I'm very old. I'm so old, I remember when having unelected czars running things uh, Mm -hmm. was the worst crime that President Obama could possibly commit against the good order of this country. The Republican Party stood as one and screamed, even though these were appointed people, even though they weren't really czars, even though that's that's just Mm -hmm. a nickname. The whole idea that you would have someone who was never elected, who we didn't have the oversight of, who's out there making decisions and doing stuff, even though – it's perfectly legitimate to do that was the greatest sin against democracy ever committed as of 10 months ago. And Drift Glass, I'm old enough to remember when Michelle Obama's mother living in the White House and helping with the girls was a problem. Scandal. Scandal. And, you know, that she was traveling with them was a bad thing. You know what? And not... <laughs> You know what I remember when Chelsea Clinton being on the board of the Clinton Foundation was considered a crime. Crime against humanity. It's a war crime. It's a yeah. Now you bring up an important subject. I hadn't thought about this before. Mm-hmm. If they could get Michelle Obama's mother to move back into the White House <laughs> and, and with her frying pan and be in charge of Ewick and Don Jr., <laughs> so that every time Eric opens his mouth. There's just this wang sound. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, made, I, I, I didn't mean to do that. I don't know who said it today, but they're all Fredos. They're all Fredos. Yeah. The whole yeah, family Fredos. is Fredos. There's no Michaels in here. There's no Don, even I, though they're all I called Don. I don't think that uh, m- m- Mrs. 
I don't remember Michelle Obama's maiden name. Is it? I'm so sorry. See, I don't. Now you give me a pop quiz, and she's just Michelle yeah. to me. I, I this is Michelle's mother. Yes. Are you are you looking it up? No, because I'm I, okay. I'm not I'm not doing pop quizzes now. <laughs> Already blown Aaron Sorkin and remembered Billy Bass. So clearly my white privilege is asserting itself. Robinson. Robinson. There we go. Yeah. Marion Robinson. You know, if she stayed behind, uh-huh. uh, yeah, it, it, with her frying pan. Yeah. No, I, I think she'd have zero tolerance yeah. for those boys. Yeah. I think that would be she'd be right out. They She, she would have kicked him out onto the lawn. Yeah. And thrown their underwear pet, pet back with them and said, uh, you boys go to Texas or New York City or any place else you want to go. I just want to not going to cross my, my threshold. I just want to see her marching down Jr. in by twisting his ear into the his congressional hearing. Yeah. You come yeah. in and you sit down right now. Sit down and you tell the truth. Tell the truth. God and just it. stand behind him with a frying, <laughs> yeah. arms crossed, frying yeah. pan in hand. Yep. And tell these people what the hell you did. Yeah. And that would yep. solve a lot of, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe. The guy with what? How many different kids by how many different women mm-hmm. uh, who clearly mm-hmm. raised them like shit uh, could yep. use uh, a, a solid example of a normal, healthy American family uh, like the Obamas to model yep. uh, how you should raise children. Because clearly his children are fucking nuts. And mm-hmm. they just think they think just like their daddy does that whatever the fuck we do, we get to get away with it because our name is Trump and daddy is king. Yep. Anyway, speaking yep. of bad things happening in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were lying. I, I do want to say there, there were huge fake news lies about Marion Robinson all over Facebook. Yes. That she was going to receive an annual government pension yeah. for being, you know, the president's mother-in-law. Yeah. And how terrible it is that our taxpayer dollars are going to fund her retirement. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a lie. She got zero and gave up her eight years of life to raise those girls. Yes, she did. Uh, and did a very good job. And uh, like you said, there was no... Uh, the uh, Sasha and Malia yep. were supervised. They were. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's the difference here. Uh, and that's... Mom and yeah. dad, two kids, and grandma, and a house with a white picket fence and a dog. That's mm-hmm. what we had for eight years. Yep. And now we have... And a garden. Now yeah. we have, if the Clampets... And the Gotti family had some unholy <laughs> children. That's who we've got running the show. And you know what? 60 million Americans are thrilled that, yep. that these yep. goons and con men are, are tearing the place down because they know that somewhere in there uh, is them death panels. And they're going to yeah. get rid of them yeah. and bring them coal yeah. jobs back. Yeah. Um, but you know what? For all the um, all the headlines Donald Trump has been making uh, these last weeks with his tweets and his crazy and his sons and everything else. There is one man in America who has literally never heard of Donald Trump. And that man's name is Mike Pence. <laughs> I don't know who he is. I don't know who that I'm is. I'm over here doing policy. I'm doing policy. All the stuff that happened on the campaign before I was involved. This this Trump we gentleman of which you speak. you on tape lying about I, it, though. Oh, I'm practicing. You were the head of you were the head of the transition. Now imagine I have snow white hair and a completely smug, uh, <laughs> patriarchal. Um, um, uh, what, what's the what's the love for Jesus look love on love for Jesus face. look on my face? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Handmaid's Tale look on my face. I'm just going yeah. oh, waving yeah. my oh, yeah. silly woman. Silly woman yeah. and your silly woman talk. It's that that's just your vagina talking. Don't worry, we'll yeah. take care of yeah. that. But yeah, Mike Pence has got no idea who Donald Trump is, never met the man. I'm over here working on policy. Uh, a bunch of shit's happening down the hall. Um, meanwhile, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, who, <laughs> who is just a, a joy. She's just a jewel. She was just sent from heaven. 
to make the comedy gods happy. Uh, literally claimed the White House is, quote, as transparent as humanly possible during <laughs> her off-camera briefing because she wouldn't yeah. let the people turn the cameras on. Right, um, right. I don't know how you top that. Uh, I guess you go away to Paris. Well, I, I'm just really impressed with how much of all of this is a direct offshoot of the Bush administration. Oh, yeah. Treating the media like shit, yep. deciding you're above the law, what, and deciding that anyone that disagrees with you is uh, fake mm -hmm. and not a patriot. Yep. And Fox News is and real how news. Dare you not support, how dare you not support the, <laughs> the White House and the presidency? You know, that was that was Kellyanne Conway this week. Hey, and remember the Tony Snow. Way, she's looking, I want to say, uh, Kellyanne Conway's looking real good this week. I do believe that Donald Trump got confused and that it wasn't Mika that he was talking about earlier. It was Kellyanne. Yeah. And I will not discuss any woman having anything done in this world where she's on television all the time and needs to do something to make herself look as though she belongs on television because that pressure even if this is this goes back to the defense attorney right? right everyone deserves a defense every woman on television i can't believe the pressure that they're under and i get it but i donald trump has been confused about a lot of things and uh the pictures of mika from the time that he said she was bleeding uh there's photographic evidence that she wasn't <laughs> and and uh he was just maybe just a little confused about that right. so Blonde chick, you know, who knows? A blonde chick, yeah. I was walking around the office or seeing on TV or I don't know. Mm -hmm. And there he was. So Might have been her or might have been the uh, first lady of France. I don't know. I just grab whoever <laughs> walks in front of me because I'm the king. It's really hot. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. The first lady of France. Why not embarrass the entire nation? Why should I go overseas if I can't embarrass the entire country? Well, and, and what's going on in the White House now is actually qualitatively different because mm -hmm. uh, in my notes, it really is a Hobbesian leaking. It's mm -hmm. it's the war of all against all. Everybody's in a broom closet ratting out everybody else. Yep. And yep. it's just uh, this is, uh, in, in one sense, the easiest time in the universe to be a reporter. Yes. Uh, it is also yes. a moment in history when we should look and see how badly uh, broken our our media has become mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. the fact that Chuck, Chuck Todd, Chuck, I want Todd, to talk is, about Chuck, Todd Chuck Todd, Chuck Todd has a theory, blue gal. I don't know if you know mm -hmm. this. It's pretty controversial, but he has the sneaking <laughs> suspicion that there might be some sort of Republican strategy to <laughs> discredit the media <laughs> so that the base will let them get away with shit because the media can't be trusted. Now he's not sure about this, but he's a news hound and he is by God going to keep asking Hugh Hewitt over and over again. <laughs> If this you theory is correct. No, that's not true. I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. What do you think, Charlie Sykes? Oh, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't I'm... think that's probably Rick Wilson, what do you say? Oh, <laughs> and they're just going to make fart sounds under their arm and look at Chuck Todd like. But really, that's how completely debased and broken the media is. And, and yeah, yeah. the thing is, this really is a massive MRI on the American democracy, Demer mm -hmm. democratic institutions and the media. And once again, liberals have been explaining to anyone who would listen, the fact that the media has decided to throw in with the right and let them get right. away with murder right. for decades. Right. And right. now you can see the results of that. Um, it's, right. it's, we need a microphone as big as the Ritz. We need a microphone as big as uh, well, Chuck this Tuck. is, this is when we need to talk about Joe Scarborough as many alert listeners and readers and Twitter followers pointed out to me that the minute he went on the Colbert show and left, quote unquote, left the Republican Party. 
People heard my voice, Drift Glass. I am so honored. Yes. I'm an independent. I'm independent now. <laughs> you know, Bill Clinton is still a corrupt son of a bitch. I'm glad I, I'm glad they impeached him, but now I'm an independent. I'm an independent. Yeah, and, and he put brought out his little tricorn hat and his little gas. Mm-hmm. No, not yet, yeah, but no. that's coming. That's coming. You know, this is he's he's he is this is a well traveled route, Blue Gal. Every oh, time yeah. we and this is the lifeboat yeah. that we talked yeah. about. That you know, they have a lifeboat, and I'm gonna hang with Mika and I'm gonna be a rock and roll star and uh, and an independent. Yep. And uh he it was so um the the quote that he had on Colbert was, I still want my tax cuts. Of course he does. I still want government to not take my money. Uh-huh. But it's not worth it at this cost. What cost is that? The cost that you are complicit uh-huh. with Donald Trump and that party. And, and you are. And if Ted Cruz had been elected, he never... The, he, no, or Jeb Bush. If Jeb Bush had been elected, mm-hmm. he'd be Secretary of the Interior, for yeah. God's well, sake. Well, he'd be presidential spokesperson. He'd yeah, be Sean Spicer. Right. Yeah. Right. No, right. It, it, there. The, Joe Scarborough has absolutely no principles at all. And the number of people who are like, well, better late than never. At least you're, you're finally. No. Dis- no, a windsock does not have a moral <laughs> compass. It just blows whatever. And Joe Scarborough has absolutely no conscience at all. And well, he, can... and he waited. He waited till two things happened. Yeah. One is, as you as you pointed out on Twitter, and I appreciated this, when the Russian tanks rolled into Berlin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when after Don Jr. blew up. Right. And it's clear this guy's going down. Mm-hmm. That's when he decides. Uh. I'm an know what I've decided. I'm not a Republican anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and, and this is the problem. This is the problem of... Uh, and repeating over and over again, I would I could never vote for anyone who did the, the Muslim ban. And he, had, he did, to his credit, he did say many times I could never vote for Donald Trump while allowing him to have phone-in interviews on his show, uh, fawning interviews. Uh, his network covered the empty podium mm-hmm. as opposed to any policy whatsoever, any policy discussions mm-hmm. whatsoever. Uh, the the complicit nature of of Joe Scarborough is really clear. Well, and and the second thing that uh-huh. that happened, and this this is pure Republicanism as well, is it got personal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Insulted my girlfriend. You're blackmailing my girlfriend, yeah. and yep. so that was a bridge too far. And I am still trying to figure out the timeline on this, because as I said last week. February twenty eighth, he was in the limo with Trump, yeah. helping him with the speech. Yes, he was. And, you know, it, as late as March, some, March 14th, I think, he was talking about that he was still taking phone calls from Trump and ca- Trump was calling him. And uh, it was that day that Trump sort of did like three flip flops in a row, that yeah. China was OK and that NATO was OK and, and so forth. And, and Joe Scarborough went on the air that morning and said, finally, the pivot. <laughs> finally, we're getting the president we deserve. Finally, this is going to work out. Uh-huh. And, and he did say, I don't know if he'll flip again tomorrow, but right now he's doing things right. And I'm so glad he's behind NATO all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, And so at that point, was he being blackmailed about a you know, National Enquirer article? Good question. Or did that happen the next week? Mm-hmm. Or did that happen in June? When did that happen? So, uh, but it got personal and uh, the, the, the tanks and the tanks rolled in. Yeah. And it's very clear that this presidency is not going to last four years. Well, so, and at the collapse of the Third Reich, which is a yeah. bad analogy, but I'm going to make it anyway. It is a bad analogy. There were yeah. the true believers 
<laughs> and then there were the people who had looted artwork and treasure and wanted to know how to yeah. get the hell out of the country. How to get that and money that's out what of the Scarborough country. has yeah. done. He has spent yep. his career looting the place with his bullshit mm -hmm. Republican ideology and his, you know, high school jock gone to seed bullshit and treating Mika Brzezinski as his footstool because that's what you do. And being basically lavished, uh, uh, being given more money than God by the liberal network. And now that the tanks are closing in, he wants to know, how the fuck do I get my gold to Switzerland? Oh, you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'm an independent now. Right? Right? And, he, and he's, you can just see it and, showing the red yeah. cross on his arm. No, no. It's, it's an ambulance. I get to leave the zone now. And without any judgment, yeah. I don't have to pay any price. I'm not going to lose my job just because I was Donald Trump's, you know, cock holster. Thank you, Stephen Colbert. Yeah for years. No, no, I get off the hook for free and I still get to keep my paycheck and my woman. That's yep. that's that's not democracy. That's not journalism. That's capitalism. Just in in line with that, getting the gold out of Switzerland and so into Switzerland. Um Rick Wilson last night on Lawrence said that he reminded everyone, look, 29% of the American electorate supported Richard Nixon as he got on the helicopter. Uh -huh. and resigned the presidency and was no longer, you know, had to go because everyone in his own party said so. Mm -hmm. uh, he had 29% approval rating at that point. So that, you know, and that's the Deep South, and that's a, that's a whole lot of cultism, but uh, there is that core. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, is, that is that core. All right. I think we got to end there. Do you want to do a, a lightning round? Is there yeah, anything else? Yeah, there's two more quick things that just sort of um, popped off the page of all the dozens and dozens and dozens of things. Uh, mm -hmm. Iowa Congressman Steve King, you know, cabs the size of cantaloupes, asshole. Mm -hmm. Iowa Congressman Steve King uh, wants to use funding from food stamps and defunding Planned Parenthood to pay for his stupid fucking border wall. Right. Why not just use their bodies, Steve? Wouldn't that be cheaper? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it just be cheaper yeah. to pile up? The poor and the destitute on the border. Wouldn't that be just yep. wouldn't, wouldn't that and wouldn't that make you happier? Isn't that what you really want to see? Because I think that's really what you want to see. Yep. And the second thing. Uh, is, also, by the way, uh, Donald Trump has decided that the wall needs to be transparent. Yeah, really? That's no. Nice. Yeah. You have to have a steel wall with openings mm -hmm. uh, so that you can see what's on the other side of the wall. And here's what he said in his speech. I'll give you an example, as horrible as it sounds, when they throw the large sacks of drugs over. And if you have people on the other side of the wall, you don't see them. They hit you on the head with 60 pounds of stuff. It's over. The tr so you need that transparency. Uh -huh. But we have some incredible designs. I'm sh Wow. I'm yeah. sure. Like Levelor blinds. Yeah. And, and, gonna... and I, I said they're going to have a glass wall with zero input from the Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah. It's going to be fabulous. Thank you have a glass wall. It'll be great. It'll be so great. That, that's how you know, by the way, that the wall is bullshit yeah. and that no one believes in it. Yeah. Is no one has provided... I mean, this is what Hillary Clinton would do if she was stupid enough to say we need a wall. Right. OK, first thing she would do is ask Congress for enough funding to get a survey, mm -hmm. from the Army Corps of Engineers, to survey the path of the wall to make sure there was a foundational structure available to build it. Yeah. Because she's that much of a wonk. <laughs> And she knows the process, right? Let's find out what we can do before we decide what to do. Mm -hmm. 
No one has done that. No. No one has consulted the Army Corps of Engineers that build, you know, all of the dams and all of the stuff down in New Orleans, all the failure of that. You know, it's that when you really need something to a border, something to prevent yeah. bad things from happening on our border. You want a barrier of some kind? You, you on contact land? the Army Corps of Engineers yeah. to do something about yeah. it and tell you what the options are. Mm-hmm. No one in the Trump administration. No, has why done would that. they? Why would they? Because no. it's all in his head. Right. And that's and he can talk about it. And it's going to be a solar wall. You sure. It's solar, a, a transparent <laughs> solar. wall. It's going to be an invisible wall. It's going to be yeah. the emperor's new wall. There's not actually a wall there even, but everyone thinks there is. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Can't you see it? Oh, I can see it, Don. It's so beautiful. It's so transparent and beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, second thing, apparently Twitter users are suing Donald Trump. Yes. Uh, because yeah. he he's not allowed to block them or his aides. And his aides aren't. Them. Because thank you, Sean Spicer, for saying that Shit that President Stupid says on Twitter are official statements by the President of the United States, and you can't block people from seeing from official, the official documentation. Yep. Sorry, right. man. Freedom of Information Act. Sorry. That's right. Well, just, That's right. Yeah, you yeah. can't block the President's official pronouncements to the public, period. Right. Sorry, dude. Yep. Um, yep. And you certainly can't do it selectively. Yep. Uh, and Jared Kushner, uh, I didn't know this until I read about it today, but it's, this was a week ago. This is how far behind I am. Jared Kushner asked for half a billion dollars uh, of investment from Cutter's former uh, prime minister. Yep. He didn't get it. And no. Then, and then magically, a few months later, Donald Trump encouraged a blockade of Cutter. At a blockade mm-hmm. which now includes Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Egypt, and Bahrain. And Donald Trump has taken credit for sparking this uh, this blockade. Apparently, mm-hmm. Jared Kushner was the person who played the key behind-the-scenes role in mm-hmm. getting the United States policy uh, towards Qatar changed, yep. which is just about as quid-fucking-pro-quo as it gets. Yep. Uh, but you yep. know what? When you're a corrupt crime family and you believe that <laughs> everyone else is, is as corrupt as you are and there are no cops and there are no consequences – why the hell wouldn't you do this? And you know what makes all of this possible, Luke? Let's button up this whole podcast with one thing. You know what? You know what has created this entire mess? The fact that fifty-eight percent of Republicans and Republican-leaning independents think colleges hurt America. They hurt America. Well, that's that's what Hannity's been telling them. Yes. You know, that's what <laughs> Lou Dobbs has been telling them, which is it, it's these colleges. You know, and they're radical left. So, that's what's that's what's doing it. Yep. Read animals. Yep. No. No, just yeah, yeah. Buy gold and bullets, and just listen to Sean all day long. You'll have a degree from the Sean University, and and you'll sleep better at night knowing that you don't need to know a goddamn thing that Sean Hannity doesn't tell you. Right. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Shall we talk about how what we do each week? Each week we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. But this week, uh, the Internet Kitty is a dog again. And we're so glad to have an internet dog of the week. This is Sadie. Sadie is uh, from our neighboring state of Missouri. So this is a cornfield resistance dog. Yeah. And uh, Sadie is about nine years old, a rescue dog who is part Labrador and part short-haired German pointer. Her favorite activities are sleeping, eating, walking, and being adored. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She loves everyone but has been trained that if she ever meets President Cheeto, she is to bite him on his orange butt 
And so we love Sadie and thank her for being our Internet Dog of the Week. Thank you, Sadie. You can send your Internet pet to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions! Letter on the air, unless you say otherwise. I received one very nice birthday card, and I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Uh, I will be 54. Is that right? Wait, it's 2000. Yeah, I was born in 1963. 54 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You're, this is when you're supposed to say, and you don't look at day over 52. It's so obvious. <laughs> no, this is where I, I just gaze lovingly into my microphone and think of myself as the luckiest man around. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We we get along. We good. get along pretty good. We get along pretty well. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us or just buy us $10 worth of air conditioner. we <laughs> <laughs> fine. Sure. <laughs> Don't forget our Amazon link at our website. We believe in buying local, and we also believe in shopping Amazon with our link if your alternative is a big box store. Mm -hmm. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. See our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, for details. Both our PayPal and postal address information is there at professionalleft.blogspot.com. Please share our show on Facebook or Twitter, and thank you for doing that. I think it's a good time to remind people what our Twitter handle is. Mm-hmm. Mine is at BlueGal. Yours is at, at Mr. MR underscore Electrico, E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-O, Mr. Electrico. And that is because at Drift Glass was taken, taken by someone else and not in a bad way. And Mr. Electrico so, is a fine minor character from a Ray Bradbury story. So that's just fine. And that's who he is. I am. And uh, our podcast is at Pro Left Podcast. And that is just uh, we announce our show on that one. We do. So you can announce you can go to that and always find the latest show at the top thank you to the person who said don't forget to pin that new latest show to the top so i can just send people there yes i i'm do that's on my list now to do every week at the top of our twitter stream at pro left podcast is our latest show and we have read and listen to it well, on we have had our staff uh, and our interns <laughs> read and collate all the many suggestions we got uh, regarding how to better uh, broaden our appeal, widen our appeal, depth oh, in yeah, our yeah, appeal, yeah. embiggen, yeah. if you will, our appeal. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll, no, we got some good advice from people. We did. We did. We did. Yeah. Thank you very much. Keep it coming. If you can think of anything, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, billboards are an option. I'd be willing to take one out, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think that works very well with podcasts. Uh, but thank you very much. And thank you for promoting us to uh, bigger venues. Uh, yeah. Had yeah. People... Those of you that are going to more popular podcasts than ours and saying, you know, you should have these guys on. Yeah. We're, we are, has, I am hesitant because it's just me and drift glass here right. to start bringing guests on. That was one of the suggestions. It's very hard to sound at it, uh, with three people talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a possibility, but it's just something that we, I put it set aside. Uh, but, you know, we, we love these ideas, and we love that you love us enough to say to uh, big-name podcasters. Uh-huh. And radio people. Uh, and radio people. You know, these guys are talented. You should put them on your show. Uh, and particularly Dirk Glass, because he's got all the time in the world. Sure, sure. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> to talk on the phone. Blah, blah, Stephanie blah. Stephanie Miller or Bob Seska or, you know. 
But you do a really good Bill Clinton, so that's good. You know, I just want to climb in your your shorts and talk policy, blue gal. So thank you guys. Thank you for everything, and thank you for all your support. And and Drift Glass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? You know, blue gal, the Internet Kitties would like to know how the hell Drift Glass can remember Billy Bass, but not Aaron fucking Sorkin. Let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving, loving, loving. The Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2017, Drift Class, Blue Gal Podcast. Fake news, sparkle farters.